So, I'm eating popcorn. Sorry, I'm hungry. That's all right. People like the ASMR. It's a uh, the what is this? What is her name now? Pardon me, Kara Cunningham now. But it was the uh, free bit Brittany. What was his his name back then? Or maybe it was maybe she was always a she. I don't know. I'm not. I'm no. I'm butchering this. I apologize. I actually am a fan. But uh, let's see. You lost me. What the? You know. You remember the free Britney? I know Britney Spears. Leave Britney alone. Uh, Chris Crocker. That was so. It used to be Chris Crocker. Now it's Kara Cunningham, and uh, she is transitioning. But part of the way she makes her money is eating on Facebooks. <laughs> and it's so it's so wild. Like she'll go to Taco Bell and just get Taco Bell delivered or whatever. And I think might live with her grandparents or whatever. And it's just so funny to me. I really enjoy it. And people will talk shit to her, but she'll say stuff and she'll go, Mm-mm. this Taco Bell is so good. But she'll just, uh, but she eats really sloppy. Like she eats really sloppy. Like huge bites and talks awesome. to it and, and it's just like there's something about not that I I, I love that I, it's not that I, I like it it's just that you would do that I would be so embarrassed or that that because I, I probably do eat like that <laughs> like like when I eat lunch I probably eat like she does but I would be so embarrassed if you were filming and I was doing it like you go mm, look at this um, you know, like I would get, you know I would be aware to eat a little bit more clean because uh, you know because I would just be embarrassed because I always been the fat kid and all stuff but just that confidence of being on Facebook mm-hmm. eating is just I love it so much yeah. like yeah. and it's crazy but that's I guess it's some form of that's ASMR right well yeah that that whole territory is part of like a way way bigger trend in my view of just the, um you know how when we talked about that the digital sensorium you know yeah, yeah. like you're essentially becoming cybernetic we all are. We are cybernetic, but you right. have these, your sensory, your five senses. I mean, that five senses are kind of silly anyway, but you, your sensory perceptions are being enhanced. And so you're able through technology to have all these other experiences, both social, sensory, perceptual, mental experiences are now available through technology. So ASMR is like the very, very, very beginning of that where people are like, oh, this makes me feel, you know, mix, music used to be the way that you could have sounds make you feel other ways. Right. And now it's just go direct at some other types of feelings. But I do think heavy music with screaming kind of came out of that same thing. It's like, I've never heard anybody scream before. What is that? Right. And that right. curiosity's there. And then once your mind is open with a curiosity and, and you had a container for it, you think it's good to have somebody scream right into your ears. So if you go back any amount right. of time and said, hey, get a, even not too loud, but just take a soft scream and put it straight in somebody's ear in 1920 or 1880 or even, you know, 1970. Right. There's not any per- person on earth that wouldn't be angry that and say that was a bad negative sound, basically. That's right. just the only way it could have been perceived. Just like my grandpa could never get over the distortion because he understood he understood science enough to understand how speakers work, and he knew that the circuits were overloading, and that's wrong, and it sounds bad, and you cannot right. do that. He could not have understood, I like distortion. Nobody could understand why you want somebody to scream in your ear yet. Everybody loves it. Once right. you figure out how, what that it can make you feel a different way that you don't normally get to feel 
safely. Right. So it's like all these sensory things are not, and just the fact that you're embarrassed about to eat in front of people means we're all curious about that, but ain't nobody ever let us see it. You can eat and make noise, but that's not the same as observing it in somebody right. else. So that information is very good. And I think currently you just have kids who are figuring that out. Like the younger, the younger and younger kids are figuring out like all the stuff that's going to precipitate you know, the fine art of the future. Because if you listen to their YouTubes, you hear so many weird, bizarre, and obnoxious sounds. And the content is, you know, almost complete nonsense. Right. But they, nonetheless, people are figuring out what is powerful to humans across these new mediums. So we're gaining all these new abilities for experiences, you know. And so ASMR is the very tip of that. And so then you get that and somebody with confidence enough to do it. And there's a lot of... I mean, that's a lot more than a boring show. Right. That some, you know, a boring show that's, you know, you love it. You love it even on those YouTube videos when they scream and it distorts the mic. Yeah. Oh, that, I know. That, My that's kids that's love related it. to I ASMR, it. too. <laughs> it was just so gripping. It's like, yeah, you hate it. Just like your dad would hate <laughs> they just, just like when it. we did Screamo and people said, no, I, no, I actually right. hate that. And I fucking hate that, by the way. So right. fuck, fuck you for doing that. Yeah. And it's bad for you and it's bad for kids and it's bad for you to do that. I don't like no. it. And it's, so that's how I know it's bad for you because I don't like it. <laughs> you know? Watch this one. I'll, I'll put it in the. So. I was just in the mood for some culinary arts today and it's been a long day. I haven't ate today. So I'm just like, you know, just a little hungry. Awesome. Giant burger. And just the food's falling out of around. I know you can't really see yeah. it, but just eating a giant burger. And and people will pay for that. Like it it, you know, like I mean, I've been following Chris Crocker forever. I don't just an interesting character to me. Um, but and it's entertaining. And it's funny just like, oh well, yeah, if you're gonna pay me, I don't give a shit. Like that, I like I like that you don't hold on like fart in a bottle. Yeah, the, I mean, I guess people do that. They, yeah, the I mean, fart in the bottle chick is making a ton of money. That's Have you not real? seen the, Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. I mean, we've been farting in bottles forever. I know. We used to do that as a joke. It's it the best joke. Yeah. But you could have, I mean, I mean, I don't think anybody wants to buy yours. But I mean, actually, I'm not so sure about that, though. How much would a uh, autographed uh, Kirkland uh, bottle of Toby's fart? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how much do you think I could actually get? Somebody would, I mean, just not even a zero. Joke. No, not zero. Because you'd never open it, kind of like those uh, Clemson National Championship 1981 or Duke Blue Devils champ yeah. cans. Like, you don't open it and drink the Duke Blue Soda. No. You just have it. So you just have some of Toby's fart in a sealed bottle. That's worth something to somebody. Right, yeah. There's no just way it's a, not. Yeah, Aquafina uh, 20 ounce <laughs> bottle, uh, empty bottle. And you I can open in there, it, but you know. No, I I send that I I send it to a person that like uh, validates that it was me. Yeah, you know, authenticated, you know, just like, NFT, authenticated, just like yep. yeah, NFT it all that stuff. And I'll even send you another bottle to open just to get a an idea. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. You get <laughs> so one of them is like yeah, like you you can that way you can kind of verify that it's yeah, not the, just yeah the signed one that is uh, you know really expensive. But and then I'll, just I'll, another I'll little send, container. With, yeah, you know what I mean? It. Like a you know a, a sample. sample. At yeah. a party, you bring it out. And you totally. go, hey, listen, this is Toby's fart. And and no, here's the expensive one. I'm not. We're not. We're not opening the nice bottle. Uh -huh. <laughs> I'm not opening that at this party. But I'll the this. You one, could I'll, make I'll, that yeah. so collectory because you could eat certain foods and have collections right. of this. They get is to decide what I eat. 
Right. And see what it, you know, I mean, this is a, I mean, this could be. <laughs> it's, they, somebody already does. It. I mean, it's like a girl that people think is hot, but it's like, yeah. that's just their, their thing. But I mean, it's not worth it. If you had, if you had a, <laughs> a bottle of Obama's fart, you tell me that's not worth something. Oh my God. If a you had, a, and you know that he put his ass hole <laughs> on that bottle, twisty bottle top. <laughs> And sprayed it in there and capped oh, it man. off. Michelle helped him cap it off real quick. If you, I mean, you know, especially if you had the video on the NFT of the of the capture. Right. And I mean, that thing's, that's valuable. That's some Jeffrey Epstein shit. You he know probably what? has that. In fact, what a, you know, this is, I guess this is going to happen. It probably already <laughs> is happening. But when you think about a famous person's memorabilia. That's memorabilia. Like, like God rest his soul, Bob Saget. What this if, is a as scent. A, as, a, as a, I mean, in a, as a joke, because he's a comedian, he's funny. I said, "What if he left one of his parts in a bottle?" And it'd be so it valuable. It'd be everybody. You know how much that would go for right now? The, all the proceeds go to charity, or to, you know what I mean? Like it, it's funny that a comedian would do something funny like that. That you, oh god, that would be huge. Like if you found Saget out that part, Norm Macdonald had left one, I would bid on it. You'd bid on it. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. I mean, too. what about a signed Brett Favre dick pic? I would like that. It'd be worth unbelievable. Or bo, if oh, you could God. capture a bo, I mean, it's like yeah. that's the essence, man. That's real. I, mean, that's I like, guess they. I mean, it's always been like BO. foot fetish stuff. I mean, uh, I guess on like OnlyFans and stuff. I guess some ladies probably do feet mm-hmm. only, but mm-hmm. I guess I mean, it it does seem like uh, if you're a woman, you have a better shot at selling your farts and right now. And like, but like, you know, in time, things in you know even out like that. Yes. OnlyFans women have the advantage right now, but in time, in time, our, maybe our day will come too. But they're, they're we, the pioneers, so that's okay. They'll we should have Franzilla on. He does uh, OnlyFans, I think. Yeah, he's or like that. Or he did, or he's doing something. Uh, when, when, where did we see him at? In, uh, I think it was Albuquerque. Albuquerque. Yeah, he came on the screen walls or whatever. He, yeah, we should probably get him on the pod and just talk about. He's insane, yeah. Yeah, he, yeah he'd be great, actually, on the pod. That would be a good big show episode. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we got to get him. I, I mean, he and he likes our band. He knows yeah. our band. He's a, he was a cool dude. Yeah. Oh, actually, I mean, when we were talking to him, I was like, "What?" Like, cause he was saying he just he was going to do only. Fan. That's before I think he started it. It was before he started. Remember, he yeah. wore a dress that night on yeah. uh, their show. Uh, what, what's the name of their band? Uh, uh, what's the name of Franzella's band? Um, I forgot. Are we it's, too uh, old. Yeah, no, I'm too old. It's um. You I'm just calling Franzilla now. He's transcended his band. His band doesn't matter, does it? Uh, all I can think is like Skull or Skrillex. I know it's not It's not that. What is the name of their band? It's like uh, they have the shirt. It's like Suck My Fuck. fuck and everything. Suck My yeah. Fuck. He yeah. did all that. I mean, he, made all that. he always has pictures. I follow him on Twitter. Or I used to. What is the name? I'm not going to give up on that name. Not, should I look on. it up or not? Or well, just, you can you look wanna, it up, but of course we know it. Yeah, I had to know it. It's the... Attila. 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 There yeah. you go. There you go. They were playing. I was wanting he, to say Kubli Khan. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, we were in Albuquerque, and they were playing down the street. And so he said he, it was interesting because I'd never talked to him before, but I just always saw it. You know, he's kind of polarizing. So he, you know, has fans and then people that hate him or whatever, which it works. If you have people that love you and hate you, it's he's better a, than he's people. He's a next-level Fred Durst, basically, yeah, is my assessment. He just yes. knew how to play that. Yep. One hundred percent. Always shows his Lamborghinis and his new cars and his big house and all this stuff. And you're like, is he really rich? Maybe. Well, he came to our Florida show before that. That's how I knew he was a fan because he came and he came to our Florida oh, show yeah, at Bat right. Booth just to, just to watch, just, just to see the show. Yeah. Because yeah. um, he lives in Orlando. But 
but anyway, that was interesting because this was you know, several years before COVID, so several years ago. And he uh, he said he wore a dress because he just wanted to. He said he wanted to keep feeling things, or he had done a lot and he wanted to feel more, or something. And so he's like, a dress. You know, I get to. I just feel a little different if I'm wearing this dress, or I'm exploring. I don't know if he's necessarily exploring sexuality, but then I think he started his OnlyFans and just want. He's just wanting to feel something, I guess. And I was like, wow. And he's young, way younger than me, and he doesn't feel stuff because he's gotten so much and i was like huh and now i don't as you get older that really is true you don't feel things the same way like um we have a friend who uh is single and she you know she's around our age mine and jess's age and she's navigating dating and it's so weird because she's putting a lot of effort into like a certain guy but then I i was talking with jess i was like but the guy seems to not necessarily be into her and so she's actually wasting energy that she has to care about somebody on this guy. And so she actually will have less for the person that is right for her. Like, I, I think it does work that way. Like my first girlfriend that I loved with all my heart, I was just infatuated. I thought it was love. It changed me hmm. to where I, I had less for everybody because I, or less, uh, desire or something there like uh or i couldn't give as much and maybe that was better maybe i was giving too much i'm not even saying it's all negative but there's something that happens where just like your mental energy same way as you know steve jobs wore the same outfit every day or whatever like choice uh, exhaustion or whatever that's called um there's something that you have less and 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 so as you get older you can't feel things as much and you you miss that oh man i was so in love with that girl Oh my God, the first girl I dated, she was so awesome. Oh man, I thought it, it was crazy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, think about how, how much me and one of my girlfriends used to argue. You know, uh, my, well, all uh, of them, everyone you've yeah, ever had. Right. We'd argue like Jessica's crazy. the first person you ever with that I didn't find to be insanely volatile. Yeah. And, it, and who knows what's going to happen there. It, I, I was thinking about it today. I think our marriage is pretty volatile and I don't know how to talk about it. Cause I, you know, like pastors and stuff, we always shit on them for, you know, finding out they got divorced or whatever. I don't know if Jess and I will get divorced, but we're in a rough patch for sure. Like, and, but it, it's the strangest rough patch I've ever had in my life. Cause we're actually treating each other pretty kindly. What's the time span of this particular, when you say patch, that's refers well, to what time period decade? Week, I don't even like using the word rough patch, and I don't know. I don't think she would want me to talk about this necessarily. So I'm not going to give any details. I don't. I don't think she would care if I said rough patch because we've I've said stuff like that before. Every every marriage or relationship has rough patches, but, but like week or year or what? Um, no, because it it fluctuates. It goes up and down. I would have said three or four months ago. Oh man, we're tight as we've ever been and, and <laughs> stuff. And now I feel a little lost or something, and I just. But in a in a way that I think, I think there like you and I have talked about this, and I know people maybe they want to hear it or don't. Joey uh, revealed something that I didn't know about myself, and mm-hmm. like how much I yeah, no I doubt. will give or lose of myself or not realize, and then also what I require. The th- I didn't know what I required or what I wanted, or the or how forceful I would be to like want something or get my way maybe sometimes or also how i would just give give in completely like it's both you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. and and it sounds i can't even really describe it properly but it's just like 
when you're in a relationship, it is, you know, give and get. And I don't, and I never understood really how to do it the right way. And so Joey revealed to me, this is my best friend. And I thought we would, you know, be close to our deaths. I mean, we, Joey and I had conversations about being in nursing homes together and cutting up. And I mean, and then I realized it wasn't what I thought it was. And, and most of it probably was what I thought it was, but there was a good significant portion that wasn't. And I either wanted to be blind to it or I just was blind to it or uh, I helped call some of it or was on the receiving end for some of it too. And, and I just, and that really changed me. And, and we started, you know, you and I started having conversations about how we haven't realized at times people use us in certain ways and how we interact with those people. I mean, it, it, it like, you know, I know a lot of people feel like they want to blame, you know, there's been, I mean, our first bass player, Joel, and then Joey, and then there's been other people who we no longer work with anymore that want to blame us for stuff. And then you and I oftentimes are caught off completely off guard by that stuff. I mean, and, and, I don't know, I, and, and there should be some blame and responsibility on us, but we're caught off guard. Like, wait, what happened? I yeah, thought no, we were, yeah. I thought we were close and free. Weren't we working to get what? I don't understand what happened. Yeah. Wait, yeah, you're, yeah. you're mad at me. I don't, I really didn't. I mean, I, I'll apologize. I, I, you know, it's not like, you and I never are trying to win. Like we, we've talked about this a million times. You and I are the people that when we play basketball, we want everybody to have a good time. And there's certain people that always have to make the shot or win or they get agitated or whatever. Like this, this is just a sports analogy, but you and I are just like, Oh man, let's just have the good time. Or it, it just gets awkward. If somebody isn't doing good and I'm doing good, then I just rather them do good. You know, mm. if I'm just happen to be shooting threes, the best I've ever shot them for this one game and somebody else isn't doing as good and they're mad, I'll just quit shooting the threes and let you, you take the rest of the shots because I'm not trying to be that way. I'm not trying to win. I really am trying to, man, I want everybody to really do good or yeah. have fun. People don't have like that what they're opinion doing. of you because once you feel like something has gone wrong or you feel betrayed or somebody has, once you get in the wrong end of it and become dominant, like as a reaction, like you feel like once you feel like you've been taken advantage of and then you do try to win, then people notice that and they say, well, yeah. you always win, asshole. Right. Yeah. But that's after, from your point of view, you were giving fucking miles away and expecting nothing in return. And then all right. of a sudden you feel, you know, that betrayal feeling. And then it's like, well, yeah, I'm definitely going to fight now or yeah. something. But, that, you know, and then that, if you win, <laughs> then that looks like you are the asshole, of course. Like it's, I, like, it's like, it's a little bit of a trap. But, I mean, I want to change. I don't, I don't want to be the same. I, never, I, don't, I don't ever want to be the same guy. Like, 10 years from now, I hope I'm way different than I am right now. Like, I really do want that. Like, I'm so glad I'm not the same 18-year-old guy. I'm so glad that we moved and all this stuff. And, and it's weird because like Joel, our first bass player, he was my original best friend, like mm -hmm. the best friend I'd ever had. And now, now we do talk, he texts us and you know, we do talk some, but I know he would, he thinks probably from his point of view, that it was mostly our fault that we had to fire him from the band and we would, we would have never fired him. We'd have never fired Joey. It's not really a firing. It's like, no we, can't, we can't, we can't keep going like this. Can yeah. we change like with everybody? 
with Joe, and these are two examples, but just because they were such good friends. I mean, both of these people I would call my best friends ever. Joel was like the first person where I was like, oh my God, I have a super close best friend. Him and Brandon, they were probably about equal. Uh, but in high school, and I was like, God, I love this guy so much. And we're just so close. And and then when we got into, th- that was the issue too, I think with friendship and then we're in a business working relationship, stuff just gets crazy. But I would never. But you came to understand that the level of, closeness that you felt wasn't as mutual as you thought it was in the end right and that's yes. what that and that, then what well that was shocking to me that it, yeah. it wasn't yeah. it wasn't like wait you want I, oh i would go here for you you wouldn't go there for me and not not even a way like you're shitty i just didn't know i thought yeah, we yeah. Were, i thought we were all in i thought our friendship was all in we go together to the ends of the earth or something like that and now you're telling me you know no and so and, and i'm not it sounds really bad that I'm comparing these two horrific incidents with friends to my wife. That's not what's happening. What's happening with us is we're just getting older and uh, we're not the same people and we are trying to figure out things. And it, I mean, we've had rough patches before, but I, I just, I'm not saying it, that's why I didn't even really, I don't want to talk about it, but part of me wants to, cause I feel like for so long with, you know, it like, I'm not saying we're getting divorced. <laughs> no, we're not getting divorced. I'm saying we're not getting divorced, but if three years from now we did, it feels a little weird that I wouldn't have mentioned anything or something. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there's rough patches. I mean, we've had, like when we lived in Franklin, we had a really, I thought, oh, this could be it. Like we just had a conversation where I was like, oh God. But in this instance, it's interesting because I'm trying to figure out more, how can Toby be healthy and how can, so cheesy, put on his oxygen mask first so that he's right like there's a few things that I have to get right so that then I can see what's actually happening. And I know, you know, it's with me. And, and I mean, I talked about this a while back with like, you know, my son and the dog and all this stuff. I've been trying to make some changes of my, the way I view things. And it's really hard. Cause I, like when you see something, you think, well, that's, that's the way it is. Like when I see something in my marriage or in my friendships or in our business, I just think that's the way it is. So I'm going to tell you about it, but I have to, now I'm at a point where I'm like, wait a minute, just because I'm seeing this, it doesn't necessarily mean this is the way it is. And I don't have to uh, talk my way out of it. I don't have to fix this. Like, that's one thing I'm learning, too, is I'm not going to talk as much and I'm not going to like we had a kind of a tougher conversation yesterday and I was I felt really good because it didn't turn ugly. It was I said what I was feeling, my truth if you will. And then we were able to move forward and continue uh, being nice to each other and and nothing was fixed, but I didn't have to try to fix it. I told myself, you don't need to explain a bunch, do this, uh, maybe move this way, figure out this thing. And then you can make this work. You know, like I don't, I don't have to fix stuff because I'm worth it. Like I'm worth it. If somebody else, like if, if there's something wrong, then Jess will come with me if we are supposed to. And if not, then not. Like, that's what I'm learning about Joey. If there was something wrong, Joey would come some with us, with me. Or with, uh, you know what I mean? Like, I, I'll go, as far as you'll go, I'll go with you. Mm-hmm. If you won't go with me, I'm not going to resent you or hate you. I do not hate Joey. But we can't go f- keep going this way then. Then we have to stop. And then that's when it gets weird or something or uncomfortable. Maybe it's the better word or sad or loss when you experience loss you go i'll go as far as i can i'll go as far as you want 
But if you're not going to go, then okay, that's your choice. And I'm going to honor it and respect it and know that there's reasons behind that. And if you want to tell me or share, okay. And if not, okay, but I'm going to protect my heart a little bit so that I don't resent you mm-hmm. or so that I don't get mad and act stupid or do things that I've done in the past. I'm going to go. The best thing for Toby is to say the truth and then no, no resentment, no expectation, no, uh, you got to change just, this is where I'm going and I'll go with you. I'll go, you come with me and I'll go with you and we'll go together and all this stuff, but it has to be together. And if, if not, then that means I have to lose part of myself to go with you and I can't do that. I'll go with you, but I'm not going to lose what I know is right or uh, who I am completely to go there. And maybe that's what they're saying to me too. I'm not, maybe they would have to lose themselves to go with me. So anyway, overall, (laughs) I'd say it's kind of healthy because it's a different way of approaching it. And I think I'm, I'm a little proud of myself that I'm like, okay, not gonna be mad or loud or expect change or anything. I'm just going to, Hey, this is the way I'm feeling. And I just want you to know. And then Mm. we moved forward with other stuff because the other stuff is important too. Like we had this tough conversation and then I was like, Hey, let's, let's, uh, mom, mom and dad against the kids and foosball. We got a foosball table and our kids fucking nice. love it. God, they love foosball. It's crazy. But, and I was like, Oh, this is kind of cool. Like this is important too. You know, my, whatever I, our conversation was about, that's important, but it's just a component and I don't have to make that infect foosball and I don't have to make that infect Mm. Us having a nice dinner. I don't have to make it affect a date night next week with Jess. You know what I mean? Like I can say those things and we can, you know, or she can say what she says too. And, you know, so I'm just trying to learn this. I'm not saying I get it right, but I, I think for so long, same way as we we're talking about uh, when I was saying uh, on the last show about having Carl on about porn, my thoughts have changed about porn, but also in a healthy way. It's not that I'm, uh, pro porn now because uh you know i see things differently than under the pressure you know the pressure of church now i see it more as like wait a minute i don't have to worry about going to hell so what is this porn thing you know like so now i don't have to worry about uh our marriage is it has to stay together because you can't get divorced and god will frown on it and it could be embarrassing or like that is all the sick shit that doesn't help you what is like hey we're two people and of course we have thoughts and desires and hopes and dreams, and we both changed. We're not, definitely not the same people we were at 25. I mean, we're just, good Lord, it's been 20 years. Of course, we're way different. So who are we now? What, how, where can we go with each other? And honestly, I, I would say that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I feel really good that it wasn't like, man, that was so shitty, uh, you know, or something. It wasn't like that. It was just a little healthier, which makes me feel good, like, there's no resentment or hurt feelings in a way. Uh, I mean, maybe our feelings are a little hurt in the right word. Maybe, you know, both of us want to be heard and understood. Uh, and maybe we aren't capable of that yet, but maybe we can in the future or not or whatever. But I'm not worried about that. I'm not the same. I'm just not going to look at it as success and failure in the ways that I've been taught that it should be. I guess. Well, when you would fight with your old girlfriends in college, it would be along the lines of you're out on our phone on the real long phone cord. Remember that real long phone cord where you yeah, go out the back door? Could, the phone cord would stretch all the way from the kitchen all the way out 
the back door and down the steps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you'd like call, say, oh, hey, man, I'm use your phone call my girlfriend. You call and then you sit in there and talk a second. Then you walk into the kitchen and then the laundry room. And then before you know it, you got the door shut. We're hearing you yelling from outside with the door shut on the phone cord out the back porch yeah. kind of thing. And, you know, getting out of the, um, getting out of each other's car on the road and stuff like that. <laughs> getting out of the car, yeah. walking, all stuff. Yeah. Uh, the funniest yeah. would be, I, I'd do that, that, phone cord y'all because we didn't have cell phones <laughs> we had landlines which my kids don't even understand and uh i'd hang up the phone and then like 15 minutes later we'd see my girlfriend drive by the front of yeah she's <laughs> driving by the real house. slow seeing if i was still there or yeah, whatever all that kind of thing <laughs> just the stupidest bullshit but 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 the difference overall is that at that think of what your need was at that the neediness that you m- would have had at that time from that from just whoever those girls were for whatever reason you right. had strong enough need to behave that insanely right. and you don't have that need as much anymore so that is growth yeah. i mean it takes a long yeah. time but i mean you don't there's something that's lost or sad too but you don't have you can still be toby that doesn't you don't need that validation to that degree or to you can accept more without need that then causes crazy behavior. I'm just a very much minded entertainment, passionate person. I care about entertaining people in some weird way. And I, and I have a lot of self doubt. This sounds funny. I had this thought the other day, Matt, and I don't, I wonder how you'll think of this. Maybe you understand it, but I know that I'm funny but I don't know if I'm like, I've, I put a value on being funny. Like I really like it if I can make everybody laugh. But uh, the other day I was like, you know what? I don't, I don't really know if I'm funny. So I have uh, just really made the amount of funny higher so that my percentage is higher. Like I'll try to be funny a lot so that no matter what, at least, you know, 25% lands, 50% land. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. as opposed to if I, if I just tried one or two jokes here and there, my percentage would probably even be lower. And I was like, maybe I'm, you know, maybe you I just think go I'm, by volume. Yeah. So maybe I think I'm actually not funny. And I, so I have to work really hard or, or in the past, I've had to work really hard so that I would feel accepted because the funniness, and that stems from being the fat kid, was the only way I ever felt accepted. Oh, well, Toby's really funny. He was the class clown. You know, he's got voted in high school, funniest guy in in high school or whatever, senior class or whatever. like that's the validation. Cause you know, even though I know, I don't, I don't think I'm an ugly guy, but I don't think I'm like super hot or anything like that. And so my body image and uh, some of my body dysmorphia that I definitely have, uh, this, a realization that I never thought, uh, if you told me I had body dysmorphia even 10 years ago, I'd go, God, I mean, not, not dysmorphia, whatever that is. Uh, I'm still not even totally claiming it, but I know there's something weird about the way I view my body. Um, but I think that I have all my number one thing. People will love me if I'm really funny, or they'll want me around. Yeah. If I'm really funny, they'll want me around. Yeah. If I'm not, if I'm yeah. not funny, well, I'm not really talented or smart enough to be in the in the room. That's the way I feel. Like, but I, but I can probably make everybody laugh and cut up. So that's why I'll I'll lean to that more than my smarts or talent or skills or. Uh, if yeah. I have any, yeah. because I go, oh, I, I'm not supposed to be here. I mean, I have the same. I mean, humor's part of it, I guess, but it's just I 
am always aware that I must be providing value or else I will not be included, period. Right. Right. I, I mean, I can be, make people laugh. I can figure out people's problems for them. I can do lots of things for people. But if I don't do them, they won't have me. Right. They just won't. I just will not be included in you name it. And I do not think I'm wrong about that at all still. Yeah. I just believe that. Like I do. I mean, that just is. Uh, you know, maybe that's true about everybody, and it's just, it's a hard thing to admit, but you have to provide, like, you know what I mean? Like, people are pretty protective right. of, of their time and resources, and I don't like people that I feel that are free riders, that are takers in any environment I'm in, either. So, if I'm honest about that, I mean, maybe I'm more sensitive, maybe it's that I am so sensitive when I find others to be what I consider to be takers or net negatives, not as humans, but just in whatever environment or situation, I think that is, that bothers me to, right to notice. And I'm tend to maybe over, like some people I give the benefit of the doubt to and am blind to the fact that I'm doing so. I know that happens too, yeah. but either way, my compulsion is to make sure there's a reason that I'm here that's worth something. And then I t- probably turns into me taking over just trying to right help. Or else they would, if I'm not providing value or making people laugh or doing something, then they won't have me. Right. And you and I uh, have some strange level of uh, needing the community to be glued together in a better way. Like, yeah. They, like, and then if somebody doesn't think that or tries hard, I'm like, what's wrong with them? Why? I mean, why are they? going off by themselves or why they need their space or something. Don't they know that the yeah. community is the thing that's most important, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, Oh no, we're supposed to do this all together. If we do it all together, it'll be, you know, there's some, there's yeah. some weird thing that we need. We want the community, the organism of the community to really be healthy. And I don't see health as much when people go off and do their own thing in a way or something. You know what I mean? Like I always think, well, we're, we're not, like, we're not as independent, yeah. you know, like yeah, as, uh, yeah, we're more codependent than independent. But to, to, if you can get a little c- collective together, then that collective can be independent. We've had great success with that yeah. well, and, as an independent small groups of people. But me by myself, what the fuck is that? I know. What is that? I mean, what would that be, even be? Well, I mean, there's so much I can't. I mean, I, I can't accomplish almost nothing by myself. That's right. Like, I, I think of that mostly in my marriage. If I was brutally, sadly honest, it's like, I need people to help take care of me, period. And I always will. Yeah. I know that is true. (laughs) You know, I know it is true. And I can probably do better than that. But even if I really focused on being an independent, autonomous person for the next 20 years, that's the only, that's all I've got left for. I'm going to need, I mean, I I know I'll be a spacier old person anyway. So that. I'll need. I'll have more needs then than I do now, and I got plenty of needs now just to function. I mean, there's a lot I can't do. Yeah, I know. So I've, that's I've just been, me. I've been noticing, like, making myself no matter what go on walks or runs, and being alone for an hour is really probably helpful to me. And then I've started now. I was like, oh, I have to wake up uh, at least an hour before my kids and yeah, get coffee, and, and not and not be around like. I, Jess and I, I mean, she kind of has her own routine. She wakes up at like four, but I need to wake up and just kind of go sit by myself. Start getting and, up at three. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I fuck have you. to. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> but uh, uh, she loves it when I go to bed early. It's so funny. Like, she's like, oh, the coo's coming to bed. Because, yeah. I mean, my house, 
all the lights off and there's no one making noise but me at 8 p.m. Yeah. No matter what. I'm like, ah, come on. We can be, that's going to change as the kids get a little older. And so then they'll be my buddies at night, I'm sure soon. But, uh, I, I do need it. I thought, oh, that just gives me time, me time, but it's not me time. It's like actually preparing me to be around those people and I can be around them in a better way. Like I treat my family better. This morning I got up and I worked out. Uh, I did some heavy lifting. I had David Goggins in my head, not, not listening to him, but uh, I was, I did like 10 reps of a heavy weight. And he was like, uh, in my head, I heard David Goggins. If you don't do 12, you're on the bench. You're a bitch warmer. You ain't nothing if you don't. And I was like, you're right. And I did two more like that. I was like, this is awesome. But I worked out. And so I felt a little bit accomplished. And I was like really joyful this morning. So much so that like Ruby's like, man, dad, you're in a great mood this morning. And she said, uh, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, that I set myself up by doing some things that actually will be a better relationship with them. So I'm going to try and do that more. But anyway, so it's not my life isn't falling apart everybody. I just wanted to mention that because just the loosest details, because I wouldn't want to uh, betray my wife's trust or anything like that. But, you know, there's times where things are up and times things are down. And that's the truth. So yeah, I have a hell of a good weekend. You fuckers. <laughs>